comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I'm here, if you're watching the video one, in front of the Flatiron Building, the Daily Bugle from the Sam Raimi films. And uh, this is going to be the new NYCFC home field for next year because they're going to play on the roof. (laughs) It's really not going to fit the dimensions. But no, I was seriously thinking, like, I had no idea where they were playing this weekend because they were home and the Orioles were playing in the Bronx. So I was like, where are they playing? I guess it was City Field or another, maybe Connecticut or something. I didn't pay too much attention to that game. But I am here and with me is somebody that is safe from Hurricane Ian. It is Logan Stump. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I guess thoughts out to uh, everyone that's been impacted by Hurricane Ian. I mean, it, it was devastating here in Florida. Um, it was really bad here in Orlando. So just uh, picturing what it would look like in places. <clears throat> my parents are in southwest Florida, and actually the shop that they own uh, was on Sanibel Island, which is down there where it made landfall. And they just assumed that the store that they, they bought out was just destroyed and all of it. And um I think it's tough for anybody. Like, and I, is I it? We, I guess they haven't been able to look yet. Well, that's right? the thing. Yeah, they, it destroyed the causeway. So the building owner was told that it was 8 to 10 feet of uh, flood water uh, in buildings and stuff. So they just assumed that, I mean, at this point, it's just, it's gone with along with everything else over there. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks because it while this stuff's going on, um, sports, uh, you know, the importance of sports isn't really there at times. Um, when you're going through stuff like this, but luckily too, it is kind of a, an escape for everybody that lives in this location that lives in this area. I know a lot of people had friends and family in Fort Myers area. Cause that's a pretty popular spot in Florida to live. So if you guys have any, if we have any listeners that have family down there, I hope everybody's all right. Um, I'm glad that we got um, some good soccer over the weekend, even though my team uh, not so good, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's important. It, it, these sports give you an escape. And I think that's what, that's what we love about it. it allows us to to get away from reality and live in a in a world where things are just a lot of fun. So even if your team sucks, you know, <clears> amazing <throat> that the uh, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs played in Tampa. Actually, like they had a whole backup yeah. situation ready, and I like I turned on the game expecting it to be somewhere else, and I'm like, oh wait, they're actually playing in Tampa, and it's like a full house. Like it was mm-hmm. kind of crazy how fast they were able to kind of flip the switch. 
uh, back into that because Tampa is one of the impacted areas, right? Not yeah, not they as had, bad as I guess the yeah. beach area, but they had storm surge, they had some flooding, um, mm. and I know they had a lot of rain, uh, kind of like us. So anything that was around the coast would have been impacted. But yeah, they they were practicing with the Dolphins uh, in the Dolphins facility, and I think the plan was if they were going to play, they were going to play in Miami. So it should be I think a, Minnesota was a spot. Another one too, yeah, yeah, because they were looking um, for away teams that didn't have teams sitting there and it, because minnesota was in london so a lot of teams don't know where they right. play this week jordan they're all playing yeah, different they're cities. Playing all over <laughs> yeah crazy i forgot uh, before one of my kids sorry one of my kids mentioned that like he goes yeah what about the nfl game uh in germany i'm like what the hell are you talking about germany i forgot they are playing in germany this year like the nfl yes. is i was like what and then mexico as well before so. we get before we get to this, did you ever play like the old Madden games where you could play with the Euro NFL teams? No, no, I don't think oh, so. before it folded, I used to go and play as like Dusseldorf or like you know, all of these old like uh, when, when was the last one uh, that had this? Let me see, um, the last one with the Euro teams. I don't know. It doesn't. I can't find it off the top of my head. But it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, of course they're they're uh, 2007. It looks like um, they're yeah 2000 to 2007 uh, is when most of these teams were in there. But they had like the Amsterdam Admirable Admirals and the Cologne Centurions, the Barcelona serious? Dragons, the Rain Fire, Frankfurt Galaxy, London Monarchs uh, was only one year for the monarchs uh hamburg sea devils berlin thunder yeah it was a lot of fun just kind of like playing with those uh random teams that you know their overalls were not very good but now the way that they're trying to grow the that's that's how they were trying to grow it originally now they're trying to grow it by like let's put our best teams over there so they kind of had their own version of mls over there with the euro american football teams (laughs) Uh, I wonder if there was any like hardcore fans of that that were like, no, our version's better than the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I wonder if there's anybody out there. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is uh, the, the playoffs. The playoffs are coming and we got teams battling it out on Wednesday. And then we have teams battling it out on Sunday. And our plan is to try to go live during the Sunday evening games the west coast games and do a live show we'll we'll cut up stuff from the pre-show the halftime show and the end stuff and that'll be the episode for monday so you'll get live reactions for um what we thought of uh the and who made it in and all that kind of stuff uh the, the bracket you'll get all that kind of stuff uh on the Sunday live show, which will repurpose for the Monday episode. So that way it's not a, uh, not like a three hour episode <laughs> that you're listening to. And you're just hearing, Oh, this person's playing pretty well right now. We'll, we'll trim all that stuff out, but join us on our Sunday live show. Um, it'll be on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, something. I don't know. It's on, it's on most of our places. Uh, so you can definitely go to the YouTube for sure 
Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is the teams that are vying it out on Wednesday and Sunday. We're not going to focus too much on teams that are no longer involved, is, is the nice way of putting that. But first, we're going to give congratulations to LAFC, who win the Supporter Shield, thanks to Philly losing 4-0 to Charlotte. Was it 4-0? Yes, right? <laughs> uh, I'm now, like, blanking Mixing it with yeah, the but yeah, four yeah, now. And uh, LAFC won it late against Portland, or else it would have kicked the can down the road until decision day. But uh, yeah, supporter shield. Uh, yeah, yes, I'm bummed as a Union fan, I guess. But what is nice is that uh, something that seemed like it was going to be a blowout mm-hmm. months ago, two months ago, we're like, supporter shield's done. LAFC's got it. The fact that it came down to the second to last week and the union were in the hunt for it is good. You know, it is good because you don't want to see a team just kind of run away with it. Um, you, you want that bit of entry to say, okay, not only is it fun in the playoff lines, but we're having fun at the top of the table too. And, and we had that for the last few weeks. Um, unfortunately, as a Union fan, that, that kind of fell apart. But LAFC, under first-year head coach in MLS, he's coached elsewhere, um, Steve Trundolo winning the Supporter Shield. Uh, thoughts, Logan, on LAFC reclaiming the Supporter Shield? It's like their second years, and it's under a first-time MLS head coach. Yeah, I mean, kudos to Steve. Uh, this was a really good season um, with a team that really just underperformed last season. And Jordan, you and I talked about this. This team had too much talent, too much special ability uh, in their side to just kind of uh, lay flat and not perform as well. Um, but they did really get, I mean, they got a lot of guys to step up. Apoku, who played pretty well this year, um, coming off, uh, uh, you know, a pretty good start. He's only 20, I think, 21. Um so he's played really well. They go out and get Ilya Sanchez, uh, Maxine Cripeau, which I think was the biggest staple of them all to add into between the post. They have Kellen Acosta, uh, who I think is uh, highly underrated um, just by everybody that's not an MLS fan. They all just kind of write him off as saying, well, he's no European player. But I think Kellen Acosta, you know, he fits a role there um, with Steve Toronto's bunch. Um Ryan Hollingshead, again, adding that piece in is really nice. They go out and get Gareth Bale, who, you know, hasn't had the biggest splash here in MLS yet. Um, I think maybe it could in years to come, but it, it did seem – although I, I will say it, it did seem when they added him in, it actually kind of it rocked the boat a little bit. Um, I thought they didn't play as well when Gareth came over, but I think that was more of – due to the fact they were just trying to figure out how to play with him uh, alongside – Guys it's like almost uh, like too many cooks in the kitchen. It is. <laughs> At that point where yeah. you're like, how do we fit all these people <clears throat> in here? Yeah. You've got three very ball dominant people. Uh, Arango um, along with Vela and then also Gareth Bale having the ball at their feet all the time is really important for them. Um, and I think it's tough to try to figure out how to kind of maneuver that. And Bale, you know, he, he played uh, sparingly. Uh, he only had two starts. He played in 12 matches. So it wasn't like you know, a huge deal on how to figure out how to best, I guess, uh, utilize his skill with LAFC. But, I mean, to play in 12 games, I think it kind of rocks the ship a little bit when he does get on the pitch. 
it's not the same LAFC team just because I think the chemistry was just not there. But now it seems as they kind of gear up towards the playoffs, they're kind of hard to hit their stride a little bit here. Beat the Dynamo in Portland, um, which are pretty good games uh, to win. But long-winded, I mean, I thought they were going to run away with it, like you said. But Jordan, the fact that they didn't, I think it makes them uh, vulnerable in the playoffs as well. I, I don't think they're... I now don't think there's a team right now that's playing out of their mind soccer to where they're unbeatable. Like I think even the union have kind of slipped up a little bit here and we'll get into kind of, I guess we can talk about Bedoya, but I mean, to have him not completely healthy right now, has kind of affected them from what you've said. Um, I think there's just not a team out there that I look at and say, man, this team could just run the table. Um, because I just don't think that that team exists right now. So I guess we'll see. But uh, LAFC, long-winded. Congratulations. I think it was well-deserved. But, uh, again, I did think it was going to be a little bit less interesting than it it turned out to be. Yeah, I echo most of that. I'm not going to repeat it with just, like, regurgitating the same stuff. But congrats to LAFC. Um, Yeah, Philly, the last two games on the road. Without Bedoya, they're hoping he'll play Sunday. Um, and the midfield doesn't look as good without him. There's a reason why they just extended him for another year, right? It's it's yeah. not just because they're loyal to him. It's because he's been an uh, integral cog in in this midfield. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, they're they're mostly they're mostly locked in in the top spot. They, I mean, they really have to probably win to be for sure in the top spot. They're two points above Montreal and Montreal has more wins right now. So um, <clears throat> they can't really tie anyway, cause it's two points. But I guess if they, if union draw Montreal win, that would tie their record and Montreal would take over the top of the East. So there you go. Um, if I have all that stuff right uh, in what I'm looking at here. All right, let's talk about some teams that are also uh, clinched here. We're just going to – the top five of the West are clinched. you got LAFC, Austin, Dallas, LA, Nashville. Now, that doesn't mean they're locked into their positions, but those teams are for sure in the playoffs. The only team locked in, I think, for sure is LAFC and Austin. LA and Dallas can switch. Nashville can switch with them. Yeah. So only team for sure locked in is LAFC and Austin with, with their positions. Uh, in the uh, current six and seven spots are Portland and Minnesota. Minnesota just clinging on there. They're one point above RSL, two points above Vancouver. The rest of it, Logan, are knocked out. Colorado is officially eliminated. They were mm-hmm. the Western champion. You had uh, Seattle, first time ever that they are missing the playoffs in their MLS history. We have uh, we have Kansas City knocked out, Houston knocked out, and San Jose eliminated. So there are four teams battling it out in the West Coast. And guess what? None of those are on Wednesday. The Wednesday teams are the East Coast teams. So four, four teams can make the leap into the playoffs. 
uh, or keep their spot in the playoffs, if depending on what team they are, on Sunday while we're live streaming. So that'll be we'll be keeping our eye on quite a few games. Then let me just see if they play each other too. Uh, so RSL and Portland play each other. That's going to be the national TV game. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And Minnesota Vancouver play each other. Logan, hmm. it just works out perfectly. Yeah. We talked about looking at their schedules like what a week or two ago. Yeah. Where we were looking at some of these schedules and just like, oh my God, they're playing each other. And yep. we get that now. And uh, on Wednesday and on Sunday. <laughs> on Wednesday and on Sunday. But especially since we'll be live yeah. during the, the, the West Coast Sunday games. We have two games. That's the cool thing. We don't have to look at four games. We right. really just have to pay attention to those two games and see, all right, what happens during those two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it It really has. If you look, I mean, just look at the table in the West. There's so many different things that could happen. And depending on – I don't want to, like, keep getting – I don't want to go individually just because there's so many things that there's people playing other people and I don't have that pulled up in front of me. But, I mean, just the fact that, like – Galaxy could sneak up on Dallas and grab that spot. Nashville could flip-flop with LA or catch Dallas. Like Portland could win and end up in the fourth spot somehow. Like it it's just it's insane. Like it it, it literally is insane. Uh like the whole West could be totally different. And Jordan, another interesting thing about the West, um, I know we said we were gonna talk too much about the eliminated teams, but the one, two, and three seeds from last year's Western Conference playoffs are now all officially eliminated from the playoffs now. So SKC, Colorado, and Seattle have both are all three have been eliminated, and those were your top three spots in the West last year. So, wow. I mean, we're getting a lot of new blood in the Western playoffs. I think we've got some really intriguing matchups too. Once we get past uh, this crazy decision day, even looking forward to that. So, I mean, I, I think the West will be a blast. I think the East. I think you've got two of the top teams in the league uh, right now, especially with the way that Montreal's been playing. I think you got two of the top teams in the East. That'll It's like David and Goliath. I think Philly kind of have that. Uh, I think it's theirs to lose just because they would have the home field advantage if those two get to each other. But with the West, man, I feel like it's a free-for-all. So, I don't know. This this should be pretty exciting. Of course, there could be some upsets in the East that could happen and probably will. But, I mean, for the most part, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, Jordan, and uh, I'd say they're pretty weak uh, once you get from – Red Bull down uh, that I think the top three are really the ones that we're going to be. I agree. So you mentioned something there Mm -hmm. that was uh, that, that I want to point out here. Uh, You made a prediction on June 30th. This is what's at stake guys. This is what's at stake and what we'll be paying attention to on Sunday. The (laughs) Logan made a prediction on June 30th, right after the, uh, the, the extension for Adrian Heath saying mm-hmm. Minnesota is not going to make the postseason. That seemed like an all right. Thing. <laughs> yeah, and then he went off on this. <laughs> it went off on this run. They ended up like third or fourth. <laughs> they were third in the West. And then since then they had like not won a game. <laughs> so I text with Jack, you know, we've had Jack on the show. Yeah. Uh, he's on final third. He's Minnesota based with AJ and they're Minnesota fans. I said, what is going on with Minnesota? His response was like, Adrian, he sucks. <laughs> Let's have Jack on the podcast, Jordan. So he can, <laughs> I said, what? I said, do you think there's any realistic 
possibility he gets fired if they miss the playoffs. He said no. He doesn't think so. Oof. He thinks that uh, that they're fine with being mediocre. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It's a big – that was a big get. And for a while, if people go back and listen to, like, our July and August shows when they started going off on a run, I was pretty much laughing at that uh on here i'd be like oh logan said they're gonna miss it and they're sitting third and now it's like they're seventh place and they can literally (laughs) miss it now they play vancouver yeah so let me just see what uh vancouver is two points behind them yeah so if vancouver wins minnesota's out yeah this game is at minnesota that helps what's what's their home record like Oh, that's a good question. I don't think it's great. Home away. There we go. Uh, They're away. You said their home record. Sorry. Yeah. Seven wins, five draws, and four losses. That is FB reps. You might want to double check MLS because FB rep tends to be off sometimes. But Uh, Minnesota, they have as six, 10, and one. Uh huh. Oh, that's away. Sorry. That's away. Sorry. Seven, four, and five. Yeah. 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 You know what? That's pretty darn even. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty even. But that's a toss up. I, yeah. I feel like that that's a coin flip at this rate. But if you look at if you look at Vancouver's record on the road, it's atrocious. They've got 10 losses. So, I mean, this is going to be this is this is one I'm of those games though. It, though. I'm kind of rooting for too. Your prediction to come me, true. Me too, and I I I I don't know. I I feel like Vancouver's been the obviously been the better team over the last two months so and i don't I mean, mean that as like a bad thing for minnesota but i feel like something needs to wake up the ownership i feel like adrian heath uh he's the uh <laughs> hold on um this is this is gonna be my thoughts for um <laughs> i gotta make this uh i gotta make this a clip hold on uh okay I can take it. I got it almost ready. Hold on. It's right here. It's right here. But I got to make this a video. I got to make this a clip like the Michael Scott thing because this is this is golden, by the way. This is this is my thoughts on Adrian Heath. You can't keep getting away with it. (laughs) You can't keep getting away with it. (laughs) It's accurate. Yeah. And he has been, dude. He's been a new up. contract. Yes. New contract. He's a bandit. Like he stole Orlando City money and just made them about as average as possible. And now he's doing it the same exact thing in Minnesota. He, he's making it to where, like, I mean, eventually the club turns on him, but it ain't this season, I don't think. I think Jack's right. I think it's going to be a couple of years, which, I mean, if you're looking at this as a Minnesota fan, I think you got to be going, even if you get this playoff spot. Um, Come Sunday, I, I think he's still got to be looking at it, right, Jordan? Uh, like, we're gonna be stuck with this. Like, he's he can't get away with it. Like, he just can't keep getting away with it. The fact that he's just uh, he's a team destroyer in this league. Yeah, I mean that is uh, that that's pretty brutal. Um, I I feel sorry for Minnesota fans because look. None of their sports teams are are really great. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah. that that's kind of the problem, right? Or their men's sports teams, anyway. I think their women's basketball team did well. Yeah, I think their basketball team's good. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, th- their men's teams are not uh, not great. Oh, their their soccer team did well too. The women's Aurora, I think they did pretty good. Um, yeah. So we will. I I made it a clip now. I got it on there. <laughs> we'll, that, we'll use that many times regarding Adrian Heath. I think Greg Berhalter, um, like that's Berhalter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a World Cup clip for a while. I'm sure. Oh gosh, uh, so okay. much soccer. Before we, uh, before we move on. Okay, so then you have Portland versus RSL playing each other. RSL is two points behind Portland, right? So if RSL wins, RSL will get into the playoffs. Yeah. And if Minnesota, if Minnesota draws. Portland might stay in there. Hmm. I don't think so. Actually, no. Minnesota would win because they got the win tiebreaker. They they don't have the thing out yet, do they? They only have the Wednesday prediction, like the Wednesday scenarios out. Yeah, but if Portland, if Portland, if you said Portland, if Portland wins, Portland just needs to win. Yeah, Portland wins. They're in, and Jordan. If they win, they could also. Depending on what Galaxy and Nashville do, <laughs> they can like, finish top four. Right, I, it, I'm telling you, the West is a wild time uh, because Nashville. Let's see, Nashville plays LAFC, who've got nothing to play for. Uh, gosh, this could get ugly and hairy. Like this could get. Who does Dallas play then? This is wild to me. So Dallas plays. Sporting, so none of these other teams play each other. So, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh! No, it really like, worked out perfectly. Yeah, it really worked out perfectly for the teams <laughs> that need to still clinch. Like, yeah. this is insane. It's like Nostradamus yeah. was the schedule. It's wild because all the the three through five don't play each other, so we can watch those games and go. Whatever happens really impacts what happens with them in the seating. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a point, Jordan, where I think technically if, yeah, so I think technically if, if, yeah, Vancouver could be in a playoff spot, Portland could end up losing out, like, ugh, it's going to get wild. And if you're LA or you're Dallas, yeah, just win. Just win and you're in the top four. Don't really worry about anything else right mm-hmm. like that's that's my my what i would tell them right so you have nashville that's going to go up against lafc lafc just won the supporter shield they may not put everyone out there so nashville could win that we'll see but uh f- for la galaxy they have houston houston's mm-hmm. not very good dallas has skc they're not very good go out there and take care of your business and you finish in the top four. And we're talking about the Galaxy, who had, again, this is what was so special about the West. <laughs> the Galaxy were in eighth place a few weeks ago, and they're in fourth. Mm-hmm. Take care of business. They, they've already qualified. So I guess what? My prediction at the beginning of the season that the Galaxy would make it in the playoffs is finally achieved. That's two years in a row that I had that prediction, not two years in a row that they made it. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't have to make that prediction next year. <laughs> so right. I'm very happy that they've made it. Uh, they've struggled. They cannot score penalties right now. 
Chicharito's missed a few. Uh, Puig missed a few. I, I know that's not how you actually say his name, but that's how we say. I don't have the pronunciation in front of me, so that's what I'm going with right now. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else about the West before we go look at the East? No. Other than, uh, I mean, you're right. It's like they knew what the schedule needed to be long before the season ever started. Yeah, and I think when we go live, we're really going to just watch those two games and have Mm -hmm. an eye on the scores for the other ones. Yeah. Because the only other things that SKC and LA Galaxy really affect, and Nashville's and LAFC's, um, I meant LA Galaxy, not LAFC the first time, Mm -hmm. uh, is seeding. Right. So we're going to be mainly focusing on who gets in, who gets left out here. If you had to make a guess, Logan, before before we move on to the East, who's missing out on – you got to pick with Minnesota. So what other team is missing out on the playoffs? So either RSL or Timbers? Oh, well, I guess not because I guess, what, Vancouver could win – and then Portland and RSL could draw, and Portland would still get in. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going for chaos. I'm going to say Portland and RSL draw. So that would mean Portland gets in along with Vancouver. Mm, two Cascadian teams making yeah. it in. Yeah. After predictions. Yeah, I'm going with that only because I've made fun of it for so long that there's not going to be a Cascadian team in the playoffs. So I'm going for... Two are just going to sneak in. Okay, so out of those two, which one makes the final? Because we got to have one make the final. Um, I'm going Portland. I mean, I, I, besides the last two games, they've looked really strong. And I think that they, again, it's so hard to play um, against Portland in the playoffs. I feel like Geo's got just some kind of extra notch he can flip. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like Portland's just going to be hard to beat uh, in the playoffs. And I think... Again, I think it's, one, because they have so much experience in the playoffs. And to be honest, uh, Jordan, if you're looking at the top Eastern – or sorry, the top West teams, like say even if Nashville jumps into that top – it's not like these teams have a ton of playoff experience with the teams that they have currently. The only one that really does is LAFC, I think. Because, I mean, I'd say Galaxy would be the other one that has a lot of playoff experience. But if you're looking at Dallas, like this is a lot of younger guys with just a, a couple – sprinkled in veterans. Like, I, I feel like Geo could figure this out to where he makes another sprint towards the playoffs. And I just feel like the bottom of the West is destined for the playoffs again. So yeah, let's go for chaos again. Portland in the NMLS final uh, to try to repeat, uh, except this time win it instead of. So you know what that it. means. They're not going to make it in. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> Vancouver. You're welcome. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the east. Uh, the teams that have locked it in is Philly, Montreal, NYCFC, and the Red Bulls. That leaves uh, a little bit more open spots here in the east for Wednesday and Sunday, though. So the, by Sunday, it could be less teams still in on it. Since he is in fifth with forty six points. They only have Sunday to play. Now there are four teams, Logan. Again, this is where the (laughs) schedule makers knew what they were doing, I guess. There are four teams 
that have to play each other this Sunday, or this Wednesday, <laughs> sorry. And Wild. they're playing each other this midweek. And these are the four teams in the hunt other than Cincinnati. Orlando in sixth, Miami in seventh, Columbus in eighth, Charlotte in ninth. And you know who's playing each other this midweek? Yeah. It is Charlotte versus Columbus, Miami versus yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. So can and so here's the scenarios for how they can clinch the playoffs on Wednesday, right? This is from MLSsoccer.com. Miami can clinch if Miami wins. Alright. Orlando can clinch if Orlando wins and Columbus lose. And Charlotte can be eliminated if they lose or draw versus the mm-hmm. crew. So that that is the current Look out for Wednesday. On Sunday afternoon, though, it doesn't uh, it doesn't really stop there. While Charlotte and Miami each other, Columbus and Orlando do. So it could come down to that. That one's going to be on FS1 because it is uh, most reasonably going to be a battle for one of those teams to get in or both. And uh, the one on ESPN2 is the RSL Portland. So at 7 o'clock, Charlotte faces off against Columbus at Bank of America Stadium. They're riding the high of just beating the Union 4-0. Going up against a Columbus team that has really kind of been, uh, I was going to say riding high as well, but they have a loss against Miami. But they have three draws and a win in their last five. They're still clinging on. They're even with points with sixth, seventh uh, position as they sit eighth. And they're only one point back of Cincinnati in fifth. Cincinnati is facing D.C. United, wooden spoon clinched team, uh, D.C. United. So Cincy has a shot here to really lock in their spot on Sunday. Um, I, I really feel like they just – I'd feel safer if they win. Yeah, 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 because everything else can go wrong. Cincinnati, just win the game, and I think you're in, if I'm looking at everything right here. Um, I guess it matters. You know what, though? Cincinnati, I don't think, controls their fate, do they? No, because, because if they Orlando could technically and Miami... lose twice and be out. Well, yeah, they only no. play once. They only play once, though. Oh, but sorry. Right. But Orlando. If, or, if, if Miami wins both of their games, that'd put Miami at 51 points. If Cincy loses their game and Columbus wins both of theirs, that puts Columbus. At 51 points. So, yes, I think they can drop down. Now, I think they're locked in if they win. Just win. Yeah, if Cincinnati wins, yes. Just win, and I think yeah, you're okay right. if I'm yeah. doing all the math right. No, you're right, because um, none of the teams could catch them with a win. Like, I don't think. The only ones that could, I guess, would be because Orlando and, and, and Miami would would kind of knock each other around. Yeah, because they play each yeah. other. And then Orlando right. plays Columbus. So it's yeah. not like Columbus and Orlando can win both of their right. games 
and Miami and Orlando can't win both their games. So I think they might even be fine with a draw, but I'm going right. to go ahead and say Cincinnati, you're playing against the worst team in MLS, win the game, locking your playoffs. Pat Noonan, coach of the year candidate, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I was going to either say... Trundolo, though, because it's his first year. and they went Yeah, to I was going to say either him or Trundolo, and I think Trundolo, to be honest, would just get it just based off merit. So, I don't know. But um, I guess... The good good thing is, is that like all these teams are playing each other. Jordan, I'm hoping for chaos, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm hoping, and I'm an Orlando fan. I'm hoping Orlando and Inter-Miami draw. And I'm hoping Columbus loses in Charlotte to Charlotte. Because then we would go into decision day with Charlotte at 44 points, the crew at 45, and the other two at 46 with Cincinnati at 46. I am rooting for chaos, man. And that's with who losing? So, uh, so crew has to lose to Charlotte in Charlotte, which I think Charlotte has not drawn awesome. at home. They've won ten games at home and lost six. I think Charlotte is a good home team. They've won three in a row. I thought they've looked really good. I think they're clawing and scratching and fighting. The crew haven't looked as good. They've looked kind of stale over the last five games. They did finally grab a win in the last game. I think they very well could lose, so that would be ideal. And then I'm thinking, I'm thinking this could actually happen too. I think the games in Miami, Orlando and Miami playing each other, I think it could be a zero-zero draw, one-one draw, because both teams just don't seem to know how to finish each other off. So uh, could you imagine? And then that would put Orlando, Cincinnati, and Miami all at 46 points, with Crew at 45 and Charlotte at 44. So. Let's root for that, Jordan. On on Wednesday, let's root for a crew loss and a Miami and Orlando draw. <laughs> All right, I'll root for that. I think that sounds fun. I'm Team Chaos. You know? Yeah, it's MLS, man. It's got to happen. Like these these scheduling gods have seen it. Like I feel yes, like we're living in the future. It, right? right. I feel like we we know the results. I might as well put a couple million on these games. <laughs> yeah, fastest way to go bankrupt <laughs> is betting on MLS. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're looking to part with some money. Yeah. Maybe just donate it to me instead. As long as it's not after dark. Is... <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not after dark, Jordan, they can bet on MLS. That's true. That's true. MLS after dark is a whole nother thing. Oh boy. None of these games midweek are on TV, right? Are they all ESPN plus this? But remember everyone, this is the last. Yeah. They're on MLS plus yeah. uh, ESPN plus. Sorry. This is the last few games on your local tv stations and espn plus uh we're they're moving to apple next year um i'm hoping that means a decision day is not on nfl sunday (laughs) but uh kind of strange i know they like you know it seems like for decision day they always like having sundays but i think that's because the networks set those i think the network set sets that because the network like having games on Sundays and uh, before NFL football to like have something on Sundays, but then also during NFL football to have counter programming mm-hmm. uh, for people that don't like football and it kind of hurts it overall. So, so the bad thing is that all the playoff games will probably be on Apple next year. Right. But you're, you, there are supposed to be some sort of linear games, but I just wonder like, what that looks like for the playoffs. Right. Um, because the linear games are going to be the only games, I think, that are not 
on the Wednesday and the Saturdays. So you probably will have a few games on Sunday next year, especially in the spring before NFL football. But I'm hoping no big playoff games on Sunday. Just like, let's keep our days, right? Let's let's just keep the days of Wednesday and Saturday and make sure people know when to tune in. Mm-hmm. Like baseball, people know to tune in daily. Football, right. everybody knows to watch Sunday. Like, let's let's just claim our days of Saturday and Wednesdays, you know, because right. even then like NFL is not on any of those days, right? NFL is right. Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. And we would have Wednesday and Saturdays. I think that's just the best way. Yeah. And Saturday nights, you're only competing with college football prime time. And that's not like, I, mm-hmm. I, I think college football has really kind of lost its allure. Um, but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I do think, football's starting to lose some steam um but not you know nothing crazy but i do think it hurts the college game more than it will ever hurt the nfl like i think football having these issues really i it'll start to eliminate colleges wanting to spend money on kids getting you know cte and all sorts of different things but that's a whole different conversation yeah well where it's going where it's going to happen is right people are going to watch the hit on tua and they're going to say my kid's not playing football and what they're going to do is they're going to put their kid in soccer yeah. And because it's relatively low cost compared to baseball and basketball. Correct. And those kids will grow up with soccer. And mm-hmm. uh, what you're looking at is not right away, but you're looking at generations down from now where the NFL could see some loss of popularity because people didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. And because less people are playing it, there's going to be less pros from it. Like it's going to be, there's going to be a time where that is going to be a reckoning. It may not even be in our lifetime. Like I already know my kid's not playing football. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. I've seen some of the way the coaches, like, have you seen TikToks where coaches are like showing these like five-year-olds just like head to lead each with other, your head. each other yeah. out and they get down. I'm like, no, I'm not putting my faith in a coach who wants to be coaching some sort of all-star, uh, <laughs> you know, peewee football thing so my kids are playing soccer and baseball if they continue to like playing those they will continue if they don't like it then mm-hmm. i'm not going to force them but th- those are the ones i'm going to start them out in and we'll see where it goes from there so that that'll be a little off topic there but that, that'll be something that will help this and i think if they keep the dates that they play on more people will tune in knowing oh it's that they, like how many people just know Thursday like oh Thursday night football yeah let me put that on oh Monday night football let me put that on oh yep. it's even the worst teams to ever grace Monday night football and their score is three six I'm still gonna watch it <laughs> yeah. you know because the first few like national primetime games were awful this year um, but people still tuned in because they're in it's ingrained mm-hmm. and we got to start getting this ingrained uh, you know and we'll own Wednesdays. Like Wednesdays are ours. Uh, I think what else helps it is usually when soccer's on in Europe before, and Champions League is usually Wednesday or midweek yeah. Premier League. So it'll help because people are like, oh, Premier League, and then my team's playing at six for MLS. So I got man, I don't have like you know two forty-five to five o'clock ish for my Prem team or my European team. And then bam, an hour after you know I got dinner, and then bam, my you know Red Bulls are playing. So and Saturdays it, will be good too for like people to get to the stadium. Yeah, like yep. You know how much I hate when it's a Sunday game or a midweek game because mm-hmm. 
my closest teams, as we've said a million times on here, are an hour and a half away. An hour and a half away. If it's a Sunday and it's a five or seven o'clock game on Sunday, I have to leave probably around two to make sure I get there. Then I have to park, get in there for a five o'clock game. The game ends around seven. I have to drive an hour and a half back. It's 9 30, 10 o'clock by the time I get back home. And then I have to go to work the next day. Yeah. Saturday, you're it's like, okay, I can sleep in Sunday. Like this is great. You know, so uh, I'm hoping that I'll be able to kind of get to more games this way too. Saturdays are easier. Yeah, you're right. So much like, easier. That's what sucks about NFL. I'm close to enough to my NFL team that I could go watch them. But I know getting back, it's going to be like mm-hmm. 7 to 9 traffic, o'clock. Traffic. Parking yeah. lot traffic is right. nuts. Yeah, I get home right around 8 or 9 o'clock, and that's just not fun to get back and have to go right to bed. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully that'll help with the league and stuff. Uh, Montreal, by the way, has not lost in their last five. Hmm. I want to bring up this as well, Logan, because I don't, did I mention this earlier? Yet another prediction. I have this written down from September 13th. Do you know what it was? Something about Montreal. No, it's actually about the union. They won't lose again this season. Well, they just did this week. That was the first time since you had said that, that they had lost. And to Charlotte, nonetheless. Yikes. Yeah. You know, two away games is, is a it, tough yeah. thing to do back-to-back. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so that's another, that's one that got wrong. It, it looks like over 13th, you said Vancouver, SKC, and San Jose would all be eliminated from the postseason, which uh, so far is not the case. Vancouver still in it. The other two are, of course, out of it. So uh, interesting. We'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, Man, I should put some money on this. What? Anything you want to say about the East? Um, Before we talk about some news? um, I'm just looking. I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, right now, Jordan, I'm I'm looking at Montreal as being the, like, you got to take down Montreal. I never thought I'd be saying that. But the Union has somebody to worry about in the East right now. Um, And it's not New York either, New York. Um, and I don't think they'll ever have to worry about anything in the bottom because I just don't think those teams defend very well, um, nor do those play on the team. And those three teams are probably one of the three of the worst uh, road teams. Um, so I, I just, yeah, I, but I like that Montreal's challenging. I, you know, I, I will, I will root hard for the union for you. Um, but again, I, I, the good thing about covering the league is um, while I'm very loyal to Orlando, um, I, I just love this league a lot, so I just like seeing good matchups. And there's not like a team I despise. So um, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, whatever Montreal's got left in the bag, because I do think, I mean, I don't want to say it, but you know, in, in case Montreal wants to jump up into the one spot, that could be kind of fun. Um, so not for you, maybe, but um, I think for Montreal fans, you got to be looking at that as something that would be enticing to chase after if the union do drop uh, some points, which it's really hard for the union to drop points, but. And they'll be home. So yeah. it'll be a little tougher for that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah you, you mentioned Montreal is going to be tough. He, here's the teams I'm worried about if I'm watching the East. Okay. If, if you're an East coast team and you're not East coast, but Eastern conference team, and you're looking at making the playoffs. There's a few teams I'm worried about facing. I'm worried about facing the Union with five losses on this season. <laughs> I'm worried about Montreal. They only have nine losses, Logan. 
and mm-hmm. five draws. All right. 19 wins, Montreal. So I'm worried about them. I'm worried about Cincinnati with only nine losses. They went a long time without a loss. They just lost this weekend. It was the first time, like you mentioned, that they hadn't lost since since July or something. Yeah. And if the crew get in, they only have seven losses. Now, they don't have as many wins. They have a lot more draws. But I'm worried about those because every other team has double-digit losses that I think we can go in and win there. We can mm-hmm. we can win those games. Those four teams with single-digit losses, I'm like, I don't know. It's tough to beat that team. And, yeah, that's true. And they're going to be – that's going to be some problems. Yeah. I didn't think of that because then you do get into shootouts if you have to after extra mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I didn't even think of that's a really good point. And it, I would say, I mean, honestly, I think Orlando and Miami are very weak playoff teams. So, yeah, uh, 13 losses. Yeah, they're just not, they both have not wins. been good. It's just the fact that the other teams behind them have not pushed them very much. So, and here's the West Coast teams, Western Conference teams I'm worried about if I'm in. There's only three single digit loss teams over there, and that's LAFC with eight, FC Dallas with nine, and Portland Timbers with nine. Austin has 10. I would actually probably still be worried about facing Austin, right? But uh, for sure, I'm looking at, if I'm looking at just single loss teams, single digit loss teams, it's just those three. And it's like, don't want to be in a position where we have to go to penalties. We saw that with um, Nashville and the union where they went to penalties. It's kind of it was kind of a scary moment as a Union fan, right? Where you're like, "Oh man, we have to face Nashville in penalties." Union pulled it out, mm-hmm. made it to the next round with NYCFC, but you're like, "Let's not, right? <laughs> like, like let's just win the game." And and that is the scary thing for those. Now, of course, like I said, the Crew don't have as many wins, but again, if you get pushed to a draw, you have to go up against uh, Zella Ryan and Chucho Hernandez and penalty kicks, you're thinking that's That's, two for sure penalties. So that's worrying. Um, I don't know. Just something I'm looking at as the stats just thought of right now, like, oh, I don't want to face those teams (laughs) at all. Um, I would Uh, take take Inter. I would take uh, City. And I would take Red Bull and NYCFC. Like, those, they have 11 and 13 losses. Union usually beat those teams. I would feel pretty okay with those teams. Yeah, and I, I think another thing we we don't mention as much, one, because you're a Union fan, but I, I really do think, like, after they got through that scare at Nashville last year, because it just reminded me that this Union team, I think, without the COVID stuff, this team, this Union team, I think, would have won MLS Cup. I, I really do. I, I was in that belief that, like, this MLS Cup is the Union's to lose. And I think, again, this year, you know, they've kind of had a little bit of a patchy uh, end to their season. But I think if you get Bedoya back, it, this is one of those teams, Jordan, that they they can defend. And that's not uh, that's not what a lot of the MLS teams are built around. They're not built around being able to stifle you in the defense. And the union are. The union have the ability um, to just kind of stop you in your tracks when you think all is going well. To give up only 26 goals, Jordan, and MLS – in this league that is known for trying to shoot out. Um, Gosh, I mean, it's just their historic, uh, their goal differential is uh, astronomical. They have the best keeper in MLS right now. Um, Again, it, 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 Jim Curtin 
who's the best coach at MLS and maybe who might be the best U.S. men's coach ever to ever coach in the history of coaches. Um, I, I, you Bruce say that Arena. Bruce Arena is good. Give I give Arena. him Sorry. that. He's done it for like 30 years. But, but Jim Curtin's got 30 more years. So hey, we'll see. Um, I think Jim Curtin ends up, Jordan, mark it down. Uh, we'll check it back in like 25 years or so. Um, but October 3rd, Logan says, Am I writing Jim, this down for real? Yeah. We got Jesse Marsh at Jesse, Jesse Marsh sucks. Jesse sucks. over at Leeds. And we're going to yeah, go ahead and say, fine. Jim Curtin. Best U.S. coach to ever grace this planet, uh, Earth, as they call it. So I'm calling it right now um, because Jesse's Marsh's teams. Jesse's teams didn't do this. Bruce's teams don't do this. Bruce's team had a good year last year. Bruce's team sucks this year. Like, I've never been – I get it. Bruce has won in multiple different ways and multiple different areas. But Jim Curtin – Multiple eras. Yes, that's for yes. me is a huge thing. Bruce has adapted. Um, he's been a U.S. coach that took a team yeah. on the brink of the semifinal. If it wasn't for a German handball that uh, or a handball, we should have got called on that right. handball, Germany. But anyway, I wrote it down. I even I had to write down what year too because this thing's gonna be sitting there forever. That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, how do we even judge that? Like, what, uh, what is? He I think. When Jim Curtin wins yeah. us the 2026 World Cup <laughs> as U.S. men's national team, riding on riding on Erling Holland's back because yes. he is from Trenton, New Jersey. Um, is that where Trenton is? Um, we are going to remember this day very vividly, Jordan, of Zach we're, Steffen. We're going to forge that birth certificate. So, right. Uh... Hold on, let me show you. Let me show you something, Jordan, because I, I've been sitting on this a little bit, um, just because I, I think it's very apropos of, like, just kind of what we've been talking about here. Um, hold on, let me see if I can do your magic here. I'll go here. I want to share now. Uh, this is actually this is confirmed. Um, this is actually coming to us um, from a reputable source on Twitter. Um, and Jordan, I don't know if you've seen this yet, um, but it, it, this is a hundred percent. This is 100% accurate. Okay, don't even argue. Um, but um, can you see that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is 100% accurate. This is actually um, Holland's uh, birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually tell, ignore the Chuck E. Cheese money. Um, but uh, yeah, so Holland uh, is coming to the U.S., which is which is a good move, I think. I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a decent switch over from Norway. Um, to the U.S. men's national this, this team. Is everybody, this is everybody after listening to another dry <laughs> delivery by Logan, thinking he's <laughs> He can't keep getting away with it! He can't keep getting away with it! He won't. <laughs> he won't. Yeah, they were no. like, man, this is... This is mind blowing. He's American, and then they're gonna watch the video and be like, "Oh, it was a joke." Gosh, there's gonna be so many out of context, and they're gonna be like, "These stunt predictions are starting to kind of borderline like Colin Coward, Skip Bayless. Like this guy's got hot takes for you." Hey, Jordan, but don't knock it, right? Minnesota missing the playoffs. Vancouver. Who else did I say? SKC. That's still up in the air. Seattle. Both of those are still gone. up in the air. Right. Um, I didn't, you can ignore the Cascadia part. I lied. Um, <laughs> but everything is happening. Like I said, it would, right. Um, 
it's just it's just a matter of time, baby. Look, uh, uh, there's one way to disprove that right now, right? Here, here's Logan's MLS Cup Cup pick. <laughs> right? Seattle Sounders. <laughs> Who is the supporter shield pick? The Union. All right. His manager of the year was Jim Curtin, which is close. I don't think it's going to happen. No. His his golden boot was uh, Arango, right? Yeah, not close. Close. Close enough. His Western predictions speak for themselves. Okay, right? Jordan. I... And so does his these. Uh, where did you pull these false articles and artifacts from? Uh, those are not my photos. <laughs> I do not consent to this bullying. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Jim Curtin, uh, this union team to kind of full circle, right? This union team just has that roster you would want going into MLS, especially, I mean, you've got a very talented, I think, on paper roster where you think that LAFC should just run away with this. I'd argue even Austin have a better offensive uh, threat than the union have, but it's just like the way that this is constructed. Like the way that they defend, the way that Curtin coaches, the adjustments he can make, and the fact that they're going to have to play Philadelphia in Philadelphia, I think, because I don't think I don't think LFC win it because we've had a history of them not winning uh, Supporter Shield and MLS Cup, so I don't think LFC is going to win it. So that ultimately would leave the Union in the driver driver's seat come MLS final. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sticking to it, and it might ruin my prediction show when we predict the the MLS Cup final stuff. But this Union team is just—I really do. I think they're the best team. If Bedoya is healthy, this is this is the team. Well, if that happens, here's my MLS Cup pick. And you would be absolutely 100. Per- you sure that's not my picture? I remember I'm sure making it's that. Jordan MLS Cup. But- <laughs> no, no. Wrong Don't name. pay attention to my supporter shield pick. Right. But when you look at the uh, – I'm actually down on this pick now. I am very worried if Bedoya is not going to be healthy that yeah. this could all go wrong. Uh, our MVP pick is looking pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Hani Mukhtar is going gonna, is gonna to win it. And they put out this like little cool thing because Nashville is – music right like they did like a vinyl album cover for like oh, i saw that yeah and it had like tracks and like the tracks were the games mm-hmm. right and really cool uh before we get out of here uh gonzalo Higuain is announcing his retirement so at the end of the season he'll be gone so if they make a playoff push he'll play in the playoffs if if they end up crashing out then that's the end of Higuain. Um, Joseph Martinez and Pineda sounds like are having a little bit of a tiff. Uh, we talked about before, but he's supposed to meet with his uh, w- with the brass at Atlanta and figure out what's going on next year. So I think Logan's pretty clear that he thinks Joseph is gone at the end of this season. Um, I think that they might work something out, but we'll see on how that goes uh drew moore from the rapids has announced his retirement so since they are not making the playoffs his last game will be sunday he's played for uh quite a while all right let, let's get to our uh match of the week previews we talked a little bit about matches of the week but we'll, we'll pick for sure which one is the one it's time for the match of the week preview All right, so there's two important West Coast ones. Are we are we focusing on that, or are you going to pick an East one here? 
Um, I'm going to go west just because the, the east is still uncertain to me. So I'm going to stick to west. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. What 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 game on the west is the match of the week for Logan Stone? Oh, yeah, throwing in my last name there. Um, yeah, I, so I'm looking at this, right? I, I, I almost wanted to pick Portland and RSL, but I'm going to switch it over and go Minnesota and Vancouver um, just because I think uh, as the season – what happened? Because of your prediction. Yes, right? that's, exactly. That's, that's exactly what it is. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin it uh, as into a different direction uh, as well. Um, I, I just think that Vancouver's played extremely well. They played really well the last three matches out. Um, they beat some really good teams, Jordan. We didn't really kind of list this off. But over the last three games, um, if you're looking at Vancouver's wins, it's been against the Galaxy 3-0. It's been over Seattle 2-1 and then 2-0 over Austin. So, I mean, they've beat some really good teams um, maybe Seattle's not a great team, um, but I, I think they did. They, they've done what they needed to do to kind of make this push towards the playoffs. I think they're deserving of a playoff spot. They had a really tough go to start the season. Jordan, you and I talked about like, man, this is a really bad team. They were hovering down there towards that bottom of the West. And now here they are come decision day, um, ready to kind of make that push towards the playoffs. And again, I'm rooting for chaos. And you know, right now they look like the the odd man out. But I hope uh, with a victory here, they can increase those odds of getting in. And I think then it just becomes a, a watch and see, um, see what Portland does, see what RSL does, because Vancouver could very well sneak in here um, with probably the lowest odds that the team's had in a while. So. Yeah, it, it's all worked out. It, the schedule makers have made it happen, but I'm going that Vancouver game. Plus, in uh, Minnesota, I kind of need them to lose. So, I'll pick. A, I will pick a, a Eastern Wednesday game for match of the week. How about that? I'll go Miami Orlando. I think it's a rivalry match with Florida teams, and we have uh, both of them uh, up in yeah sixth and seventh place here. For the playoffs, uh, Higuain, in his last two games here, uh, he is uh, scoring more than he ever has because he's kind of, I guess, bought into what's going on. I don't know. He's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what's going on, why he's taking it seriously now, but he is, and he's scoring goals. And he's got 14 of those goals. <laughs> Compared to Urkan Kara is the lead goal scorer for Orlando with 10. Um, the game is in... Miami, yeah. so that's good for Orlando because they don't play well. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but I, I'm picking that one because fun rivalry match. It sets the stage for Sunday, but I can't pick a Sunday East East Conference game because I'm worried that these Wednesday games might shake stuff. Yeah, up for that, and then you know, then I wasn't just going to pick the I wasn't just going to pick the other West Coast game that that you picked. So right. There you go. Yeah. Anything else before we head out of here? Do we cover everything? No, Jordan, I, I do have one more thing to say. Um, yeah. I, I think this podcast has been going great, right? Um, there's been a couple issues, though, that I've kind of had um, just with, with with your abilities at time, not showing up Perfect. on time. Um, you really just, <laughs> Jordan, you, you just don't fit the system here. Like, I, I feel like you just, you really don't fit the system. Um I just think that all know, my other your... podcasts, I'm scoring tons of <laughs> right. views and listens. Uh, but when I come here for whatever reason, I don't fit it. I don't get it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're one of the best podcasters in the land. Probably one of the best hosts. Probably have the most shows ever hosted, at least. It feels um, that way. Yeah, but again, when you come here, it's just like the system, man. It's just, it's not you, it's me, um, but it's the system, really. I so mean, who, who are you calling in instead? Uh, yeah, I don't know who. I guess I got to find a host. Um, so if anybody is out there and would like to put in their name for the new host, because Jordan just doesn't fit the system, maybe you're a system guy or gal, um, guy or gal. Um, then yeah, throw your name in the in the hat, and uh, I'm sure we can. And actually, don't offers. do that because no, I'm please not, don't. Yeah, uh, I'm he's not, not actually, actually leaving. going anywhere. Yeah, no, we love Jordan. Um, I just thought I'd make a fun Greg Berhalter joke before we got out of here. But if you want to talk about Greg Berhalter uh, jokes, Jordan, I guess when when he's talking about all of his lovely things that he's talking about with his system, one thing comes down to it, and uh, we all know. You can't keep getting away with it! He can't keep getting away with it! I think a lot of people It's fear. over. We are screwed. A lot of people feel that way for the World Cup. But guess what? Our World Cup coverage starts uh, this month soon as we're going to start previewing two groups a week as we build up for the World Cup cup uh so we'll be juggling that with the playoffs but um yeah really excited the the bad thing with the way it's structured is we we won't know the final 26 squads uh before we record these because i think the deadline for that is like only a week before it's a week out yeah so obviously we won't be able to do that but we'll kind of go off what people have recently been or we'll, we'll, especially for the U.S. that group, we'll dive into if we think certain people are making the squad or not. That'll probably be our longest preview, Group B, I would think. Yeah, we're Just very familiar. With, we're very yeah. familiar with English players, and we're very familiar with Americans. Right. So I think we'll be that. That one probably be long. Yeah, and I think. Blue Sky in it here, Jordan. Um, Jordan and I have been talked about this this conversation here, but Jordan, what we could I, I think maybe do is go off of what we think is going to be. Here's a projected what the projected roster might be. Here are some really interesting storylines to look out for for each of these teams because they all have great stories. Um, maybe we could even find some people that could come on from different places that could do it. I'm not promising anything because that's always more difficult. But especially um, time zones. Yeah, but I do think. We could be like top three players, you know, here's what the defense usually looks like for them. And then once we get like a week out, we could sit down and do our prediction show just like we normally would, but then finalize these kind of like, hey, here's the finalized roster. Here's, you know, group A's show. Here's, you know, or whatever we might. Oh, I meant to ask you, you you got your Panini stickers, Logan. What's your thoughts here? First Panini stickers ever. I I was really impressed with my draw. Um, I got two of my Man City guys. I got uh, Julian Alvarez and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I did get a couple Americans, which is crazy. Got Ricardo Pepe and then Matt Turner, I think, comes with everybody's book. Um, so that was cool. Um, I got, I'm learning a lot of things and I really, Jordan, I've never actually looked through a Panini book. I really like the setup. Like it allows me to learn things about the teams. It gives me like backgrounds and histories on different things. It gives me like the groups. It gives me a chance to fill out like a scorecard at the bottom. Yeah. That's the best part for me. I love doing that. Like I love tracking it while I'm sitting there. It's 
a nerdy thing. But. Yeah, but this is a lot more extensive than I thought it was. Like this Panini book, I haven't even looked through it like in uh, too much uh, detail yet, just because there's just, there's so much. I was yeah. like, man, there's a lot. So I don't know. I was really cool and getting like the little team stickers too with the like, yeah. gold plates and stuff. I I am. I'm having a blast doing it. So um, I could see why this would be very addicting. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, I've what I've been doing is uh, pretty much anytime I'm in Target, I grab like five packs. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's like five yeah. bucks, you know. And I just come home and open them and, and put them in. Yeah. Um, I still own Steph, so I am very frustrated. I got Pulisic in the digital version, so okay. If you yeah. look on the back of the logo ones, the gold logos, they have they have codes. Yeah. And you put them in an app on FIFA.com. Uh, or paninisticker.com and you open up digital packs and I got in one of those but I'm like come on and and I how many times can I buy packs and not get an American like, it's right. starting to get ridiculous right um my first pack had Ricardo Pepe in it that's crazy <laughs> right that's crazy. <laughs> it was the very first pack I meant to send you that picture too and say <laughs> hey he was he was literally I got the box of five and he was literally in the first pack like second second card in was Ricardo did you get any of the color borders? Because that's new this year. Yeah, I got a couple blue borders. So here's how I thought I'm gonna do that. If I get if I get an original, I'm gonna still put it in the sticker. And then I think if I get a blue or anything higher, I'm gonna put it over top of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I think so too. Yeah. Like, because I already stuck the blue ones in. Um, yeah, so if you get anything better than a blue, yeah. just cover that. If you cover have a normal yeah put it to the side plus it would just it make my panini book look good too like just yeah. thicker stuff so, yeah yeah i need to go get some more me too i'm talking about it now i'm like i know i'm ready to maybe, go maybe tomorrow on the way home right. from work all right <laughs> yeah uh but yeah thanks for watching or listening uh sorry for all of the <laughs> all of the sound bites we're playing but uh they're fun uh, at, on twitter instagram facebook Email us, Stateside Show, all of that. Stateside Show at Gmail is the email, and then every place we're at at Stateside Show. So uh, we're getting close to the World Cup. We're getting close to MLS playoffs. This is going to be the best time that we're going to have here, I think. So I hope everyone's enjoying it, and we will catch you all uh, on the live stream on Sunday. And uh, then we'll, like I said, repurpose that for an episode on Monday. We're not going to re-record on Monday, but we'll we'll still, after the games, talk about who made it. Any sort of bracket that's out there, we'll we'll talk about who's facing who. And then we'll probably do, we'll have to look and see when the playoffs start then and, and kind of figure out when we're, um, how we're going to structure that, but. Uh, but yeah, so you'll start seeing some World Cup stuff and some playoff stuff, and uh, that's it. So have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you next time. Tomorrow, throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.